0: Hello, and welcome to 2023's July Fellows Choice podcast, where we will outline the highlights of July's issue of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. I'm Matt Wagger from the University of Wisconsin in the United States.
1: I'm Sedasha Aynakar from Kayseri Training and Educational Hospital, Turkey.
0: This month's lead article by Vito Andrea Kaposi et al from the University Hospital of Parma is long-term survival outcomes in high-risk endometrial cancer patients undergoing sentinel lymph node biopsy alone versus lymphadenectomy. This retrospective study aimed to compare the long-term survival outcomes of high-risk endometrial cancer patients who underwent sentinel lymph node biopsy versus systematic pelvic lymphadenectomy. A total of 237 patients with high-risk endometrial cancer were included, and their overall survival and disease-free survival were analyzed. The study found that there were no significant differences in disease-free survival or overall survival between the two groups. Additionally, a supplementary analysis of patients with nodal metastasis also showed no significant differences in survival outcomes between the sentinel lymph node biopsy and lymphadenectomy group. These findings suggest that sentinel lymph node mapping alone may be a safe and effective technique for high-risk endometrial cancer patients, and systematic lymphadenectomy does not provide a survival advantage in this population.
1: Onk from the University of Groningen present the ESCO guidelines for the management of patients with vulvar cancer update 2023. The European Society of Gynecological Oncology has updated its guidelines for the management of vulgar cancer. The aim was to provide comprehensive guidelines covering all relevant aspects of diagnosis and treatment based on new evidence and to address new topics. An international development group of 18 experts from across Europe consisting of practicing clinicians with expertise in vulvar cancer care was assembled. The group reviewed and critically appraised new data identified from a systematic search to ensure evidence-based recommendations. When scientific evidence was lacking, decisions were made based on the group's professional experience and consensus. The updated guidelines cover various aspects, including diagnosis, staging, pathology, surgical and reconstructive management, chemoradiotherapy, systematic treatment, recurrent disease, and follow-up with management algorithms provided. The guidelines underwent review by international practitioners and patients' representatives before publication.
0: Arpel et al. from the New York University Grossman School of Medicine presented the study Frequency of Actionable germline Pathogenic Variants Identified Through Tumor Next-Generation Sequencing in a Gynecologic Cancer Cohort. This study aimed to assess the frequency of tumor sequencing results meeting European Society of Medical Oncology recommendations for germline genetic testing and the prevalence of germline variants in a cohort of gynecologic cancer patients. Among 358 patients who underwent tumor sequencing, 22.6% had suspected germline variants based on ESMO guidelines. Of the 81 patients with qualifying tumor sequencing results, 69.1% received germline testing with higher rates among patients with ovarian cancer compared to endometrial cancer. Among the patients who underwent germline testing, 71.4% had pathogenic germline variants. The study found that patients from racial and ethnic backgrounds other than non-Hispanic white had lower odds of referral and completion of germline testing. The findings highlight the importance of ensuring eligible patients undergo germline testing with the need for provider education and clinical pathways to address racial and ethnic disparities.
1: We were also told from the Instituto Nacional de Cancerologia Apogato to present a study Definitive Pale Radiotherapy for Patients with newly Diagnosed Stage 4 biosterical Cancer, a systematic review. This systematic review aimed to assess the oncological outcomes of patients with Stage 4V Cancer who received either Definitive Pale Radiotherapy or Systematic Chemotherapy with or without palliative radiotherapy. The researchers conducted a literature search and identified eight studies that met the inclusion criteria, evolving a total of 2,400. The 24 patients. The included studies were retrospective course studies, and the median overall survey reported in these studies favored the group that received pe- definitive paired radi- radiotherapy. However, the studies were at serious risk of bias, and high clinical heterogeneity prevented uh, meta-analysis from being performed. The authors concluded that definitive paired radiotherapy may improve oncologic outcomes compared to systematic chemotherapy, but emphasized the need. Of for prospective, ev- prospective evolution before considering this intervention as standard clinical practice due to the low quality that's available.
0: Afara et al. from the Fondazione Polyclinico Universitario Agostino Hemeli, IRCCS, present the study Evaluation of OSNA Method for Rapid Detection of Lymph node Metastases in Endometrial Cancer Prospective Multicenter Comparative Study. This prospective study aimed to evaluate the diagnostic performance of the one-step nucleic acid amplification, or OSNA, method for detecting sentinel lymph node metastases in women with early stage endometrial cancer compared to standard ultra-staging. The study included 316 patients who underwent primary surgical staging with sentinel lymph node mapping. The OSNA method detected 22 positive sentinel lymph nodes, of which 17 were micrometastases and five were macrometastases. Ultra-staging detected 24 positive sentinel lymph nodes, including 15 micrometastases and 9 macrometastases. OSNA had a specificity of 98.4%, accuracy of 96.7%, sensitivity of 50%, and negative predictive value of 98.1%. Discordant results were found in 3.3% of sentinel lymph nodes, with 1.5% false positive sentinel lymph nodes and 1.8% false negative sentinel lymph nodes. Overall, the OSNA method showed high specificity and accuracy in detecting sentinel lymph node metastasis in early-stage endometrial cancer, eliminating sampling bias by analyzing the entire lymph node.
1: Violante Di Donata et al. from the University of Rome La Sabineza, present the article Magnetic Resonance Imaging Radiomics in Endometrial Cancer a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. This study aimed to evaluate the role of radiomix analysis in predicting prognosis factors in patients with endometrial carcinoma. The researchers conducted a literature search and found 15 articles that met the inclusion criteria, involving a total of uh, 3,608 patients. The pooled results showed that MRI had a sensitivity of 0.785 and specificity of 0.814 in predicting high-grade endometrial carcinoma. Additionally, MRI had a sensitivity of 0.743 and specificity of 0.816 in predicting deep myometrial invasion, a sensitivity of zero point six five six and specificity of zero point seven five three in predicting lymphovascular space invasion and a sensitivity of zero point eight three one and specificity of zero point seven three six in predicting nodal metastasis. In conclusion, preoperative MRI radiomics analyzes is a valuable tool for predicting tumor grading, zip myometrial invasion, lymphovascular space invasion, and nodal metastasis in patients with endometrial carcinoma.
0: Piedmonte et al. from the University of Toronto present the study Validation of the Integrated Prediction Model Algorithm for Outcome of Cytoreduction in Advanced Ovarian Cancer. In this retrospective cohort study, The integrated prediction model for advanced epithelial ovarian cancer was validated using a cohort of 107 patients. The model uses a four-step algorithm to predict the outcome of cytoreduction, less than one centimeter residual disease, and determine whether patients should undergo neoadjuvant chemotherapy or primary cytoreductive surgery. Patients treated with neoadjuvant chemotherapy were older, had higher stage four disease, poor Eastern Cooperative Oncology group scores, lower preoperative albumin levels, and higher CA-125 levels, compared to those who underwent primary surgery. However, there were no significant differences in the outcome of cytoreduction between the two groups. The validated model demonstrated a high sensitivity of 91% and specificity of 81% for predicting optimal cytoreduction. The application of this model could help prevent suboptimal cytoreduction by triaging patients to neoadjuvant chemotherapy.
1: Levin et al. from Institute for Medical Research, Montreal, presented a study evaluating open access publication and research impact in gynecologic oncology. This cross-sectional study aimed to assess whether open access publications in the field of gynecologic oncology have a citation advantage. The study analyzed research and review articles published in the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer and Gynecologic Oncology from 1980 to 2022. It found that open access articles accounted for 13% of the included articles with an increase in trend since 2007. Open access articles had high citation per year scores compared to non-open access articles. There was a positive correlation between open access proportion and impact factor. However, articles authored by individuals from low-middle-income countries were underrepresented among open access publications. Additionally, search and articles characteristics such as publication after 20, 2007, research funding, reporting, and open access publication were associated with higher uh, citation per year scores. Articles authored by the individuals from Central, South America, or Asia has had lower also of having high uh, citation per year scores.
0: Park et al. from Assan Medical Center present the clinical trial a prospective randomized controlled trial evaluating the safety and efficacy of patient blood management programs in patients with gynecologic cancer from the KGOG-4011-PBM. This prospective multicenter interventional randomized controlled study aims to evaluate the effectiveness of a patient blood management program in correcting anemia and reducing the frequency of transfusion in patients with gynecologic cancer. The study will consist of three steps evaluating the safety and effectiveness of patient blood management before, during and after surgery, as well as during adjuvant radiation therapy and chemotherapy. Patients diagnosed with gynecologic cancer and scheduled for surgery will be included with exclusion criteria based on iron deficiency status and prior treatment. The primary endpoint is the rate of transfusion within three weeks after surgery. The study plans to recruit a total of 334 patients and expects to to complete patient recruitment and present present result by the end of 2025. The trial is registered under NCT05669872.
1: We hope to see you soon at the July talk podcast.